Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, submit it on the podcast page at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. Hello, welcome back to the show. I'm super excited for you to hear today's episode. This is the episode you've all been waiting for, but you didn't even know you are waiting for it. Kind of like when the right person just falls into your lap, the love of your life, you didn't even know you were waiting for them, and then they just appear. That analogy is just very on theme with today's topic. We're talking all about Hinge. We're talking about dating apps in general, dating in general. Everyone's been very curious about my dating life, which has been um, interesting to say the least. It's been an exciting few months, that's for sure. So we're going we're gonna to dive into all of that in this podcast. And you know, I just, before recording this, got off of a few calls today. I had a few coaching calls today with clients and people might not realize that relationships, it's a very important part of health and wellness. And this is something that I talk about with all of my clients. And we were talking about their dating life, their sex life, their libido. It's all very important. If you haven't listened to my podcast yet about pumping up your sacral chakra, you need to go listen to that one. But my point is that all these topics are important when you are a coach. And I take a very holistic approach when I'm working with clients. And that's one of the things I loved most about the health coaching program. I went through the Primal Health Coach Institute because they really teach you to take a holistic approach and look at all aspects of an individual's life, including their social interaction, their sleep, their movement, of course the nutrition, how much sunlight they're getting, their self-care time, what are they doing for themselves, their hobbies. We learn how to integrate all of those parts of lifestyle to really get clients the best results possible. And they also just teach you how to coach someone because even if you understand that all of these pieces work together to contribute to someone's health, it's a whole other ball game to actually coach someone and get through to them and be on their team and support them and just help them make changes necessary to reach your health and wellness goals. So if you didn't know, before I became a nutritional therapy practitioner, I became a health coach through the Primal Health Coach Institute, and it was definitely one of the best decisions I ever made in terms of my career. I almost went straight to the NTA and didn't do the health coaching beforehand, but after having gone through the Primal Health Coach Institute, I am so, so happy I did and would do it all over again in a second. 
I looked at a lot of other health coaching programs and their curriculum and honestly wasn't really that impressed. But in the Primal Health Coach Institute, you are getting a very in-depth education that goes far, far beyond the surface. If you're already a fan of Mark Sisson's work, like the Primal Blueprint or Mark's Daily Apple, his blog, you probably will already be on board with this program because it's basically all around the same philosophy. I really wanted to do a program that was all about my niche, which is real food eating, a focus on a paleo diet with a nod toward ancestral health and evolutionary biology. If you're interested in becoming a health coach, I highly recommend checking out this program. You know, a lot of big names in the space are talking a lot about how health coaches right now are really needed because we just don't have enough functional medicine doctors and naturopaths to give everyone the time that they need to really reach their health goals. And health coaches can really help people carry those changes out so that they can reach the health and wellness goals that they're looking for. This course is a college level course. They are going to teach you how the body actually works. You are going to learn how every single health choice you make is connected from the food you eat to the activities you do, your sleep habits, your stress levels, the relationships in your life, and how all of those choices actually affect the body at a cellular level. And not all programs are going to go this deep in the education. And besides the nutrition science component, which is very comprehensive, and (laughs) I go through those materials still over and over again because there's so much you can dive into, but besides that, they also are really committed to your success as a coach. And I actually just got off a call with somebody who was um, looking into this program, wanted to learn more, and she really wants to learn how to be a coach. And the Primal Health Coach Institute does a great job at preparing you to really work with clients and setting you up for success. So they have a ton of different chapters in the curriculum, exercises, and a whole resource center that's devoted to business development, marketing, and sales training. They're actually going to train you to master coaching and how to build a business. They don't just send you on your way and say, good luck, get some clients. When you graduate, you have access to the business resource center, which has a ton of done-for-you materials like handouts, flyers, marketing graphics, forms, and even a whole 12-week coaching program that you can use with your clients from day one. So once you graduate, you're literally all set up to go. You don't even have to make anything yourself. And then you're always supported in the private Facebook group, the monthly live webinars, mastermind meetups, and you also get to be put into their database of health coaches, which is how a lot of clients have found me. So whether you have been looking into health coaching as just a side gig, a possible next career move, or just to learn more about yourself (laughs) and enhance your knowledge of health and wellness, I highly recommend checking out the Primal Health Coach Institute. You can download their free ebook called How to Be a Health Coach on their website. Just go to primalhealthcoach.com slash realness to get that free ebook and learn more about how to become a health coach in just five easy steps. Again, the website where you can find that download and also just learn more about the program is primalhealthcoach.com slash realness, R-E-A-L-N-E-S-S. And you'll also find some information about how to set up a phone call with the director of admissions if you are interested in learning more about if it's the right fit for you, which I highly recommend if you're looking into different programs is setting up a call with somebody who works at admissions because they really just want to help you figure out if it's the right fit. For me, this was just the perfect choice because it aligned completely with my beliefs and my way of living and was a really in-depth 
sort of education because I didn't want to waste time learning about principles that I don't already believe in, you know, so it's really, uh, it was really up my alley. And I also loved how flexible it was. You can do it all on your own time. It's all online. I was able to do this while I was in college and also working a job with a lot of hours. So if I could do it, you could do it and you can take your time going through the content. Um, It's all at your own pace, which is amazing. And I honestly just think it is a steal for how much information you get, the quality of the information you get. I, like I said before, I still refer to these materials and I use them all the time. And I've also learned a lot about different programs from friends who have gone through different ones and just my own experiences. And I just really, really encourage you to look into this if you're interested in health coaching. If you know that you already want to sign up, you can also use the discount code COACH200, C-O-A-C-H-200, and that will get you $200 off of the price of enrollment. Oh, and like I mentioned, we have a private Facebook group and meetups, and if anyone is going to the Primal Health Coach Institute meetup at Paleo FX, I will be there, so would love to see you. That's later in the month, though. We got some time. First, I got to get through my birthday this weekend, turning the big 24. It's going to be a party. And then my technology detox in the middle of the month. That should be interesting. And then it'll be Paleo FX time. Speaking of paleo friends, I have two guests on today's podcast. And they're both two of my paleo friends, two of my closest friends. I have return guests, Kelly Scott and Liz Anthony. You probably know Kelly Scott from episodes 107 and 172. Kelly is a paleo chef currently studying at the Culinary Institute of America. She is also my assistant. She helps out a lot with this podcast and she is one of my closest friends. She also has a wonderful recipe site at kellyscleankitchen.com. And then you guys probably also know Liz Anthony, who was on episode 169, 140, and 89 of the show. She also runs the blog thatpaleogirl.com. She also has a ton of delicious recipes. And she is also one of my closest friends. Liz works in education. I always forget that she doesn't even work in the health system. (laughs) She doesn't work in like health, food, wellness, but she honorarily does because she just eats delicious paleo food. So today we have Kelly and Liz and we are talking all about Hinge because the three of us have been on Hinge for the past three months and um, have a lot to talk about. So we recorded this podcast kind of a while back, I want to say, maybe a month ago, maybe more. Honestly, who knows? The time flies. But it's really funny because <laughs> we we at the end talk about where we are now with, with this. And obviously a month has, or, or maybe more, a month or more has passed. So things are a little different, but yeah, you'll you'll get the gist. So there's a little time shift, but I'm kind of glad because I didn't want to release it right when it happened in case someone I dated listened to it. <laughs> but I don't think they would. Um, yeah, so everyone's been asking me about my love life and dating life. So you'll get a little bit here. Mostly, though, we're just talking about the general culture of online dating, our experiences Also, the connection between dating and sexuality and health, specifically reproductive health. 
But yeah, it's a fun one. I hope you guys enjoy this. So without further ado, here I am chatting with Kelly Scott and Liz Anthony. Okay, well, let's just start off what's about to be the most epic conversation ever (laughs) by you both telling our audience who you are as if they don't already know. So um, let's start with Miss Kelly. Introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Kelly. You might recognize me from Kelly's Clean Kitchen. I am a culinary student and chef, work for Christina, best friends. So that's probably how you know me. <laughs> Liz? Okay. Hi, I'm Liz. Um, I'm just trying to make myself Christina's co-host. I've been on a couple episodes already. Um, I have a very small blog slash Instagram called That Paleo Girl and just love all things wellness realness. Wow. Thank you. You shouldn't say that it's very small. You got to manifest. It's pretty big. Yeah. When you want it to be big, you got to say it's big. Make it happen. Kind of like me with dating. If I want a boyfriend, I just say, <laughs> I, say I have a boyfriend. Yes. I have a boyfriend. I go on dates. I date all the time. I'm a professional. And then it just fell, falls into your lap, you know? Zero to well, 100. I think I have a lot of work to do before I'm a professional in either of the areas, <laughs> blog or dating. So Hey, we're getting I'll, there, I'll though. be honest for now. <laughs> we are getting there. Um, so... I mean, I really think we just need to dish all the dirty details on our recent dating app extravaganza because this is something that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet. And the three of us have been on Hinge. And Kelly <laughs> Kelly is the ringleader of this situation. Yes, um, I will take full credit. I forced Christine to get on the dating apps and then Christina forced Liz and... I think our lives have changed for the better. They, they have changed. Um, Kelly, why don't you why don't you explain why you started on Hinge and like give some background story to that? Okay, so basically, I just moved to a new area, and one, I wanted to meet new people, and also I felt like I was in a place in my life where I was like, I needed to put myself out there again. For the past few years, I was focusing on myself and starting my career in the culinary world. But now I finally you know, had a job and stuff and went moved to Orange County. And I was like, I think this is a great time to start on the dating apps and see what could happen from the dating world. Because I had literally haven't been dating in like three years. So that's why I decided to jump on the apps. Why did you go for Hinge? Hinge, because I've had probably like all the apps in the past. I hadn't had Hinge, but I'd heard great things about Hinge. I obviously, when Tinder was a thing in like, college like way back when I had tinder but then you know they get some of the sleazy reps and same with like <laughs> same with like um bumble's a good one but I had heard some people had some negative stories about bumble or it's more known for different things now so I was like I think I'm gonna try hinge and I really like just the layout of how hinge is Okay, maybe we should right now I'll talk about like our perspectives on the different apps and like the culture of the different apps um, because we all have our own experiences with it. So like, okay, let's start with Hinge, what we think of Hinge. I feel like Hinge is for people who are like mostly, I mean, definitely you get people who just want to hook up, but it's more people who like actually want to date or like be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I like how there are questions you can answer. Like, I feel like you get to know more about a person. Um, and I love all the preferences you can set, like, about lifestyle things. 
Yes. I like that I can put I don't drink. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Things like that. What do you guys think? I agree. I think I chose Hinge. I like Hinge a lot because they have question prompts, which are really nice because you could see someone's personality from them and see if they're they're funny or like the same things as you. And then like you said, they also have where you can have preferences. So like for me, I put a preference as a guy who is taller because I am six feet tall. I'm not going (laughs) to want to match someone who's like five, five. So I liked that aspect as well. Yeah. Okay. From, from the standpoint of the app layout, I definitely think hinge wins because you get the most photos, most, most preferences, stuff like that. I will say, I kind of feel like the extent to which people on hinge are looking for a relationship can be a little intimidating. (laughs) Like if it's your first time on the apps, it's like you match with someone and they're like, so how many kids do you want? And you're like, Whoa. (laughs) Like I, I, so in that way, that kind of surprised me. But, um, I mean, yeah, I I do really like Hinge. I guess I was surprised by how easy it is to still essentially, like, you're not swiping on Hinge, but you can basically do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, when you first see someone's first picture, you can just very easily click the X, the X, the X. And I find myself doing that a lot. So, as much as I would like to say that Hinge is, like, less shallow than some of the other apps, I think it can pretty much be just as shallow because you get that first picture and if that doesn't catch your eye, you're going to X them out. I True. mean, isn't every app shallow or any type of online dating? <clears throat> Cause it's like, you're judging people based on how they look initially, but also that's important, important part of a relationship. Like if you don't immediately think someone's attractive, then like, you know, but then it's also hard. Cause it's like a lot of guys or females, if you're into that may they not be become as attractive. Oh, that's true. I know. Or, or their personality, they become more attractive. So that's, but that's the one thing you have to do with dating apps anyway. That's a hurdle you have to conquer. Yeah. I feel like I had to have a talk with Liz about this the first night because I was like, (laughs) you have to widen, like (laughs) to open your mind because first of all, in terms of guys, like guys in general have shitty pictures and horrible profiles. Mm -hmm, They do not know how to represent themselves. And half of them use photos from like 1999 and like, honestly though <laughs> I'm like, like high school football photos I swear yeah yeah exactly it's like all, all these guys oh I would I, so I would date yeah this. no it's like I'll go on a date with this guy and I'm like okay you definitely put up your high school photos and you look nothing like this anymore um mm-hmm. but so you have to like broaden that and also think like first of all there might be old pictures second of all a lot of guys just don't take good pictures Third of all, it goes back to, like, sometimes when you start talking to somebody, they just start to look better when they have a good personality. Um, and I think when you first that's- get an app, it's very tempting to just XXX, and that's how I was the first night I had it. And then I realized, okay, I need to, like, open my options, think, you know, like, be more open to, like, not the exact my type, because I have a type for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then I started reeling in, like, better guys. See, I, I definitely agree with all that, but I find that I, whenever I try to convince myself to like broaden my horizons, then if I match with someone, I'm like, oh, why did I even match with this person? <laughs> like, on like, especially with Bumble, because girls have to start the conversation. So I'll be like going through and then all of a sudden I'll get on my Bumble and I'll be like, you have like three new matches. Like, go ahead and start the conversation. And I look at these, look at them and I'm like, did I just like black out when I accepted all of these like I don't remember liking any of their profiles and then I have no desire to actually message them so I think also like yes it's good to open your like broaden your horizons but you also have to be realistic with yourself like if you have no interest in talking to the guy like just 
just don't do it because you're wasting your time and their time. Agreed. Agreed. But also, I'm like, you're also wasting, like, what, five seconds? Like, just because you match doesn't mean you have to talk. I mean, my time is super valuable. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I I just think, like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but, like, even wasting the energy on, like, trying to start a conversation with someone if you just know it's not going anywhere is tough. Oh, yeah. I just won't bother. I just won't continue. It's also made me realize, like, it's, like, I hate people who ghost each other. But then I realized I'm like, I'm a ghoster. Like if someone messages me on the apps. Yeah. Like the app makes you a ghoster. If someone messages me and I'm like talking to them and then they're like boring, I just like stop talking. I'm like, that's like, that's like social etiquette on the apps. It's okay to ghost, which is very strange. It's like, but once you go into text messaging, that's the realm where it's like, you you should not ghost. True. Very true. It's on the apps. It's like very mutual and no one gets offended. I feel like, like if I was ghosted, I don't really care on the app. Mm-hmm. And then same if I go someone like no one really takes it personally or even like tries to like message that much further. Yeah. You know, something in- interesting I notice is how many guys will like, I'll be like messaging with them on the app and then they won't answer me for like a few, like even a day. And then they'll be like, I'm so sorry. I was busy at work. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, we're not texting. It's, like, it's kind of cute. But, okay, so Hinge is more, like, people, like, want to be in a relationship generally, although there are definitely some who don't. Um, mm-hmm. Bumble and Tinder. I feel like Tinder is, like, hookup central. Yeah, Tinder, yes. we all know. Like, if you want to get down with someone who might have an STD, go on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> More is, like, an ex-con. True. Sure. So so what's the what's the Bumble situation? So from my perspective, it seems like a lot of people on Bumble are, it's maybe, it may not just be like a straight hookup, although it may be in my experience. Um, Not that I did it, but that I've been approached. (laughs) Um, But it also could be someone who's just like maybe a little more casual. Like I feel like it's kind of the in-between between Tinder and Hinge, but I'm not honestly totally positive. I would agree with Liz. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that might be because Bumble became a thing before Hinge. Like they were out there before. So therefore it caught traction and stuff. And like Bumble used to be the Hinge, but now it's more for casual dating. And so that's why Hinge, which is newer and more popular, have become for the more of the serious daters. Uh, yeah, I, I like, I think that's right. Um, Wait, can, can I ask? Yeah. What were what were you guys looking for when you got on the apps? Were you looking for like a relationship? Were you looking to go on dates? What was what was the purpose? Um, I think I was looking to go on dates to potentially lead to a relationship. I think like I have been kind of what Kel- I think we all kind of have been in similar states, although I know Liz isn't really looking for anything serious right now, but like I feel like for so long I've just been so like focused on my career, focused on my health, focused on myself, like busy, busy, busy. And I'm at a place where I'm like, my life is just going. Um, and the one aspect of my life that I haven't really paid attention to is like my love life as much, you know? So I, but I'm also not the type of person usually who like just dates to date. Like I want there to be a purpose, but I kind of just want to start going on dates to get back into things and have fun. And then like, eventually and then it's like if something works out then it works out um and yeah yeah. I'm just literally the same exact place like I've never been a person to date casually or to like date to hook up so I knew I didn't really want that I just wanted to get myself out there you know and if something came 
for my awesome. If something didn't, that's still good. Like I got to go on dates and like be more social. So that's the boat I was in. I think, I think also Kelly and I both just moved to new places and like, I really just wanted to meet new people. Cause I'm like, even if I, if I go out with some guys and like, we just become friends. That's still a win-win for me. Cause I don't know as many guys out here. Like I have a lot of friends here, but they're all pretty much girls. Cause it's through work. Um, right. So it's a good way to just meet people in a new place. Yeah. I think that's so fair. See, I think I approach it a little bit differently, which is I'm actually, so I'm, I'm not in a new place, but I'm leaving this place in like whatever, four or five months. Mm -hmm. So I approached it much more just thinking like I wanted something casual. And I, for a long time was just like, not, I was not even interested in like trying to date anyone. Cause I was like, well, I'm leaving this summer anyway. Like who cares? I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I like felt bad about the fact that I wasn't looking for anything serious. But then I was like, wait, why is that a bad thing? Like, so what you date someone for like a few months and then you're both like, all right, that was fun. Like, see you later. I don't, I don't think it's as bad anymore. Yeah. So I think that's important too. Like we're, we're young. We don't have to like, Mm. you don't have to approach it from the perspective of like, this is going to be a serious relationship or it's all over. Like, I think there's a, there's a medium in between there in between like hooking up and serious relationship, I think there's like a there is room for the casual dating. Oh yeah, I, I, think I agree. We were talking and about this too, like because my opinion on that has changed totally as well. Like I was just saying, like right. I used to never be like, why would I date unless I actually want to be in a relationship? And now I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's I would love to be in a relationship, but I also like am very down for just. I see the value in dating just to have fun, to get to know what you like and what you don't like. Right. Agreed. There's value in it too. So, um, yeah, it's like you were in our twenties. This is when you find out what you like, like the, like what you want to do in life, like all that kind of stuff. So you might as well put yourself out there and you know, you never know if something like is going to come of it either, even if you're just casually dating. So why not? Yeah. Well, Kelly, so you were, you used to be on apps before? Like many years before. Okay. Like right, probably like when? during co- like during college. I was gonna probably. say you're not that old. Like yeah, I know years many years. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, many years. Probably like two years ago. For what purpose? I think then I was like, oh, I want a boyfriend, which is like <laughs> not like the good mindset of going into dating apps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, then I like dropped them all, focused on myself, and then went in again with a different mindset. Okay. Liz, why were you not on dating apps before or were you? Oh no, definitely hard pass. Um, I think there's a, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of stigma around dating apps. And I think I used to have this, this thing in my mind of like, I wanted like a cute meet, you know, like that didn't happen online. And I I mean, honestly, like, I, I don't think, I think anyone would be lying if they said like my ideal way to meet a person is online. I think all of us kind of Mm -hmm. wish that the perfect person would just stumble into our lives, but The reality is, number one, I'm not looking for the perfect person right now. I'm just looking for, like, people to hang out with, you know? Um, And also, it's just – I just think the stigma, at least for me, is, like, gone from it because I'm just, like, who cares? Tons of people meet online now. Like, this is how we live our lives. And it's just opening up so many doors that wouldn't have been open otherwise. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And it's, like, everyone meets online now. And I feel like even adults who, like, don't online date – are more accepting if you're like, yeah, we met on an app. And mm-hmm. it's weird because like I used to be a little bit ashamed of online dating way back when I did it, not way back two years ago, but 
Then I'm like, wait, way I'm back not- in the day. What is she talking about? Before. Um, but then I was like, wait, I've met literally half of my like best friends online. I met y'all two online. Yeah. So yeah. why would it be weird to meet like a guy online? Exactly. Yeah. That's been interesting for me. Maybe we get into this later, like navigating. No, let's get in right now. <laughs> right now. Um, well, there's something else I wanted to say, but I forgot. I forgot too. I think, well, for me, I just, like, because I want to answer that question for myself, it's, like, I mean, I've publicly been, like, I will never be on a dating app. I'm not on a dating app because I also want to meet someone in real life. But I honestly think the reason why I was totally fine with it was because I wasn't going into it with the intention of, like, I'm trying to find a relationship in my husband. I was, like, going into it, like, oh, I just want to date. Like, mm-hmm. and right. if, because if I had had this clear purpose, like I want to be in a relationship, I probably would have been like, I don't want to meet them on a dating app, you know, but right. now that I've like, me- like gone on dates with different guys and I'm like realizing like, okay, yeah, this is no different than how I meet literally all my friends through Instagram. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, right. but it is different because it's been weird for me dating when I have like a public platform. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't know how much they know about me. I don't know if they, if they've looked me up or if they, well, some of them I've seen watch my stories, but some don't. And it's it's interesting to me to see if like, you know, when they start to get to know me, do they, do they look me up? Do they listen to my, like, do they look up my stuff or do they just like kind of pretend it's not there? I think it's been really interesting to see what people do. Um, And it's also been very hard for me to explain my job. (laughs) Well, I understand that because you and I were talking about your job and we couldn't even nail down like something yeah. that we both agreed on. But I think it's interesting too. Like, I mean, now all of us have at least somewhat of an online presence. And so yours is so much bigger. So it's totally different. But mm-hmm. even me, like um, I was talking to a guy and he was like, and I don't mean to creep you out, but like, I just Googled you and I found like X, Y, Z. And I thought it was nice, but at the same time, like, it was really nice. I would never want him to think that I, like, thought it was, he said some, like, really nice things. But it was also, mm-hmm. like, shoot, you forget that, like, y- your, per- like, your impression is no longer really in your control. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least it's not limited in any way because there's just so much on the internet now. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I still, you guys know, that first guy I went on a date with, he listened to an episode of my podcast and I'm dying to know which one. I never mm-hmm. asked him. Yeah, because those are, like, very intimate. So it's weird to, like, have them already know something about you and you don't know, like, equivalent stuff about them. Yeah, that's usually why when I go into a date, I just basically interrogate every person. I'm like, (laughs) this is an interview. I think that... Inter- like you do that a- anyway with everyone you talk to literally too. everyone well, just in general I think being a podcaster has made me some type of way where like every person I meet I'm like we don't I don't some like type of way. I don't like bullshit small talk like I'm just gonna interview you because I need to know what's happening and like I think also it can be very intense because I just get down to it like at the beginning but also because I know the second someone looks me up they will know like my whole life you know right and I want to yeah. like level the playing field <laughs> That's fair. I think that's a good point. So, but yeah, it's been interesting to see. I still don't know. I still, and I've definitely, okay, this is what's funny is I never look at who watches my stories. Like I never do. But since I've been online dating, I started looking more and there's been quite a few guys who tell me, I'll, I'll, I'll ask them, I'll be like, so did you look me up? And they'll be like, no. And I'll be like, oh, and I'm thinking in my head, really? Cause I saw you watch my stories yesterday. <laughs> 
dead. Yeah, they don't realize. They yeah. really don't know. Or this and one guy, wait, wait, this one guy watches my stories every day. And then the other day he messaged me and he goes, so what do you do for work? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so either he thinks he's being really sly or he doesn't respect what you do. And either way, kind of bye. <laughs> no, I think he's trying, he... I think he's More trying conversation to be sly. Starter. I think he's trying to be sly, but it's fine. I know. I was just joking. Um, <laughs> Wait, I think, let, let's yeah. talk about the dates that we've been on. Does anyone have any good date stories? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what do you mean I had good? some, like, strange ones. Yeah, I think that's what we're looking for. Give the people what they want. Yeah, give the people the Okay, so ones. basically I'll give a little background first of, like, what has happened since I've been on Hinge. Um, because... I went, I talked to like a few people, asked, was asked out on a few dates. And the first date I went on, I initially like hit it off really well with this guy. And since then I'd only been on one other date that I didn't really like with a different guy. And then since then, and this was like, like a month and a half ago, we've seen each other like probably three to four times a week. Wait, shut up. He was literally the first yes. guy you went on a date with. First, yes. That's not even fair. I know. That's why. I know. That's why I was inspired to join. I was like, "Wow, is it really that easy?" Or maybe just because Kelly's a fucking model. <laughs> yeah, true. It helps. It helps. It's a slight. Isn't Kelly's profile is like her fucking modeling portfolio? And I'm like, I. That's just you. not even fair. Like <laughs> Kelly, go home. It's Wait. yeah. That's it's not. It's an advantage. But Kelly, some of my dates have been with him. Yeah, we we need you to share your theory about yeah um, yeah the one point lower theory. Okay, <laughs> theory, y'all. This is the theory I've been developing for years, and I think every <laughs> female should adopt it. It's and true. Is, it's good. You need to date a point lower than what you are, and I have many reasons for this. And this is on a scale of like ten. So you need to be reasonable with yourself first of all, and say like what number you are on that scale. Give yourself so, like, a good look in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then assign yourself a number. Be honest. And you need to consider your best and your worst days. And so me with I averaged mine. Without mine. <laughs> I averaged mine. Oh my god! I was like, you know, sometimes I'm an eight when I'm looking good, and then sometimes I'm seven. And, oh, and like. If I have like really bad days, I'm maybe a six, like really <laughs> bad days. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself like a seven or eight. And so you think of that first and then you say, I looks wise, you're going to go, I'm only going to date sevens then because this is for many reasons. Tens are always douchebags or they might are probably gay. True. And so you don't want to date them. And then if you date one point lower, they always know that you're a catch and also they can never do better than you. So it's like a win-win in all factors. But the caveat here is that you need a date a seven, but his personality needs to be a 10. Mm-hmm. So then in your eyes, he's a 10. I think it's genius. Yeah. I think everyone should try that, especially if you're going to the dating apps and only swiping right on like these super hot models, because trust me, that will not go anywhere. Yeah, true. I see that with a lot of people. It's like they're only looking for it's. I'm like they're like everyone I meet on a dating app is a douche, and I'm like, well, yeah, because look at who yeah. you're swiping for. Like, yeah, go for the personalities, not for like just the looks. Like, looks are a factor, but personality is like number one in my book. That's why I like Hinge because I just read their responses. Like, I like to read what they yeah. wrote. Which, yeah, exactly. Can we get into profiles and like? Oh my God, please. What we do and don't like about people's profiles, because I have so many things to say about this. 
Okay, so, can I just start by saying that if if like this is my the one that my friends and I talk about all the time. If a guy has a kid in one of his pictures, oh, like, even ooh. even if it's like his niece or nephew or like some random cousin swiping left mm. because you just cannot be sure. And so I would just advise guys like I know they think that girls want the kids in the pictures, but I would just advise to stay away. <laughs> yeah, dogs, yes. Kids, no. Oh, and, see, dogs, no for me, but really. Yeah. What's up with all these guys? Like, I see so many guys posting pictures with other girls, and I'm like, are you stupid? Like, or they'll have their Instagram attached, and it's like you're like you're with a girl in every picture. I'm like, yeah. Do you think I'm stupid? And then I can tell, I can tell when they're trying to make the moves when they have all their pictures with their mom. I'm like, really? Uh Here's what you need to do. They need to have like start out with a good solo one. Or, and then they need to go into ones like you can have a family one and then maybe one group one with their friends. You can't have a ton of group ones because then how am I supposed to know which one is you? Yeah, that's exactly. the worst. There's a lot of guys where I'm like, I don't know who you are, which one you are. So I can't. Yeah. This. And then yeah. sometimes their friends are more attractive. Yeah, that's very true. Also, how is it that guys can have like six pictures of themselves and in some of them they look so attractive and in some they don't? I'm like, is this the same person? Like. What Honestly. is going on here? Or like one like of the millions. pictures is from like 10 years ago and you're like, so were you attractive then or what's going on here? I feel bad for guys because I feel like it's harder for them to have pictures of themselves. Like they don't, you know what I That's mean? That's true. Mm-hmm. Like I had a hard enough time finding pictures of myself to post and like this is, my job is like my, you know what I mean? To take pictures. <laughs> so. Very true. It's hard when you're a guy and especially they're not very photo photogenic and they don't know how to edit pictures so yeah it's a lot more difficult which is why you should look at a personality first okay can I just talk about okay first of all I fucking hate when people put political shit up there like they'll be like god this one guy was like the question was like you shouldn't go out with me if dot 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 and then he goes you think that Trump is quote not your president and I'm like no please leave and then I just need to make a comment on the general. Okay. I So after a few days on Hinge, I started to understand what the San Diego like type is. A lot of these guys, it's like, <clears throat> first of all, um, like most of them are in the military, which like, you know, can be good or bad. Um, but then a lot of them, it's just like, they act like they are still at San Diego State in a fraternity. And they all make comments about how... Almost every guy on there is like, I'm looking for a girl who will drink beer with me all day on Sunday after going to church. And I'm like, oh my God. And then a ton of them say, don't go out with me if you like cats more than dogs. Or don't go out with me if you're not a dog person. It's like everyone in San Diego, it's very important. It's very important that you're a dog person. And I'm like, hmm. Um, so problem. Yeah. That's like such generic stuff too. I'm like, let's talk about like actual stuff that you care about. Like, I really don't care. That's not like a end all be all. If you're a dog person or cat person for me, it's more of like, do you have a good personality? Yeah. Well, I mean, on hinge from the guys out here, most of them, their non-negotiables seem to be like, you need to be a dog person and you need to like to drink beer. And I'm like, well, we're not it's knocking out 95 percent yeah <laughs> so that's the general not everybody I'm just I'm just you know the the profiles that sucked stick out in my mind um so don't worry I found some gems 
on there. But also, can I say that I have seen so many guys? This might be an Indiana thing. Okay, guys, let me just say that I am based in Indiana. But so many of these guys that I'm seeing are like fishing or hunting pictures. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. They're literally holding like the carcass of an animal they just killed. And I'm like, is wow. this supposed to be attractive? Like, I see that I think too. It into, I really think it's because, you know, the whole like machoism, like, look at me. I'm a manly man. Like, you could trust uh-huh. me with a gun, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that is such a turnoff for me. If you're one wearing camo, two holding a deer up by its antlers, <laughs> or holding a fish up in every single picture. If you have one picture like that, I can forgive you. If you have more than one, like that's a no it's a problem. Yeah. Honestly, I don't. It kind of depends on context because there's one guy who I actually really like talking to, and he's super nice. Who was like that, and I was just talking to him more, and he like. He likes to go hunting and we were talking about like how he really he believes in like eating nose to tail and like how it's important to like know where your food came from and I was like I'm very down with that like I agree you know like we were talking about eating organ meats That's true. um That's I think it just fair. depends on the context you know It depends like and I guess a lot of guys do only have pictures when you know they have their game with them mm-hmm. so it makes it makes more sense but it's like you can differentiate the ones who are like hunting like hunting for that to nose the tail and ones that are like, yeah, oh, America. Fuck. It, yeah. Yeah. It's usually the nerdy ones. That's why I'm like, anyone who's too cute. I'm like, I'm suspicious. Instant red flag. Yeah. Mm. I also like, okay. So on hinge, when you like, you can like comment on someone's picture or like their picture. If somebody leaves a comment, it's like, um, a huge thumbs up. And if someone just likes my photo, I'm like, next, like leave Agreed. a comment. Agreed. Did you read anything I, I wrote? I almost never responded to a guy who just liked my picture yeah. or like liked something of mine. And I would never, when I was going through, like I'm an aggressive person on the dating apps. Like I will leave comments all the, like before anyone else. I don't care about like the, the guy girl code of a guy should comment first. I'll just like add a comment. And one, if it's funny, like you automatically get brownie points mm-hmm. or if you like, do something that's not commenting on my looks because I don't care about how you think of me based on looks either. Yeah. Yeah. I was the only thing that ever one guy um, commented on like after, so he commented on something I said and then we were chatting a little bit and then he said, also, like, just a side note, I'm, I really love that you're smiling in all of your pictures. And I thought that was nice because it wasn't, like, a direct, yeah. like, comment on my looks, but it was, like, sort of. So I thought that was, like, a really, really nice way to play it. But if they're just straight up, like, like I had one guy who messaged me and was just like, oh, townies can be hot too because I like – and I was just like, uh, this is just not – it's not what I'm looking for. Okay. I – okay, I don't like when they comment on my looks either, but like there are two – I get a – like it cracks me up when they send a pickup line and there are two pickup lines that I actually genuinely laughed at. I didn't respond, but I genuinely laughed. The one he goes – oh, shit, what did anybody say? He was – oh, he was like – if I was looking in the mirror of Arised, I'd see you and me together. That's oh amazing. my god. That's amazing. <laughs> I would be like, marry me. Yeah, I was like, yes, please. And then the other guy was what did he say? He was like, I would I would offer to take you to the movies, but they don't let you bring in outside snacks. <laughs> Damn. Oh my god, that's so good. I can appreciate a good pickup line like oh, that. Oh, I would totally respond to that. I mean, I said, I was like, honestly, I really enjoyed that pickup line. Like, and he was like, thanks, I've been working on it. And that was it. But, um, 
Yeah, I can appreciate a good pick. It's a bold move because I feel like when you start with a pickup line, it's like it's hard for me to take you seriously. True. You have to be able to carry the conversation from there. Yeah, you got to move from there because it's like I can only be like, ha ha. And then you got to like say something real, you know? True. Um, so, okay. Are there anything, is there anything else that you want to say about people's profiles? I just think number one for me, you got to show your personality and that you're funny. Mm -hmm. And you got to also show like a tidbit about your serious side, like, and your interests. So they get a little bit of like what your humor is like. And then also what's important to you. Yeah. Or if you're like me, Try and make yourself as weird as possible because, you know, if they can put up with a profile, they're worth sticking true. around, you know? Very true. Like, See, I guess I would also say, though, like, I totally agree with everything you guys are saying, but sometimes you can tell that people have just tried way too hard mm-hmm. and they've come up with these, like, really elaborate answers and it's just like, okay, this is too much, you know? So I, I would also say, like, don't overthink it. Like, just, I would say, like, answer naturally what comes to your mind when you see the questions and, like, what pictures you think actually, like, show who you are. Because if you spend, like, if, if you dig into the depths to answer these questions, your answers are probably going to be kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. True. Just be yourself. You know what yes. I hate? Be yourself. You know what I hate is when, like, I mean, what? There's, like, what? Is it five questions or three questions on Hinge? I don't remember. Three. Okay. What there's so many guys I see who have made spelling errors, and I'm like, was it really oh, that hard yeah. to not have a spelling yeah. error in like these three sentences on your profile? Yeah, education's hard these days, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> it's it's very hard. What do you guys think about connecting your? Did you guys connect your Instagrams? I did because I just wanted to your show food like one or what your I'm modeling one. Oh shoot! I think it was my modeling one. Oh. Oh, if I had a modeling Instagram, I'd connect. <laughs> yeah, shit. So what I'm sure. I also had like real life pictures too. So it's like you can see what I'm kind of like in real life and show them like the real side a little bit. I think that I, I always liked when guys connected there so you could like see a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I like when guys connect theirs too because I'm like, what are you doing? And then it's so funny how many guys' Instagrams are just like nature photos. I'm like, what? Yeah, they're so bad at Instagram. <laughs> See, I did not connect mine because I I pretty much never use my, like, personal Instagram anymore. I haven't posted on it in, like, a year and a half. So all the pictures you would see on there are still of me with my ex-boyfriends. And then I didn't want to connect my food Instagram because I thought that was a little aggressive because it's just kind of a side hobby for me. But now I think everyone probably thinks that I'm, like, super weird because I don't have an Instagram connected at all. No, I don't think no. so. There's, like, only, like, I felt like 40% of guys connected their Instagrams. Did you just but make that I, number up or did you look that up? Say. No, I legitimately made that up, but <laughs> we'll pretend like Emma does. Approximately 40% if I had to guess. Approximately 41.25%. <laughs> so okay. Oh my God. That's what I would guess too, honestly. But yeah, I mean, I connected mine because I'm like, this is like my business is my life. And I'm like, I just want, I just don't have time to fuck around with someone. And I'm just like, it's hard enough for me to explain myself. And I'm like, I want them to see it and if they're still interested in me then like then we're going somewhere you know what I mean true yeah true so what would you do okay so you say you want to move your relationship from hinge to going on a date what do you usually suggest as like a first date coffee (laughs) coffee 
tea. Christina, wait, you don't drink coffee. I know, but I say coffee and then I get tea. But like, because I don't want to commit to like a meal, unless I've been talking to him and I really like him, then it's like, you can kind of tell. Like, there's some guys I've been on a date with where I'm like, I feel like I know them already. And then, but sometimes guys will ask you on a date like immediately, like, and in that context, I'm like, okay, let's grab coffee because it's like neutral location. You're not like tied into full meal. Like if it's bad, you can be like, oh, I got to go or have a dinner after or something like that. Um, it's just like, and it's during the day, you know, so I agree. Like coffee or tea with someone you don't know well, but like, I want to do an event or dinner with someone that I may have been texting with a little bit. Yeah. If I've been texting with them, I want, I personally like to like do something like dinner is not my ideal situation. So, and I like when they're like creative with something or like, or, or even if it's not dinner, or like going on a hike somewhere or like walking around somewhere like or like I don't know active thing mini golf I don't know why I love the mini golf dating situation but I just like it (laughs) (laughs) Christina that's like a high school date like do you want to go on mini golf that's why I think it's cute because it's like you're doing something or like I don't know walking around somewhere or like you can comment on things you know like true I don't know I think my ideal usually is like a dinner or lunch, whatever it may be. And then you pick a good area where there's like walking to do or like other activities. So if it's going well, you can keep going and doing stuff. And if it's going badly, you can like opt out and be like, Oh, I gotta go home. But you could have the option of like walking around and doing something. Yeah, true. Very true. Also always tell your friends when you're about to go so that they know. Yes. Share your location. Always have an exit route if you need Um, the thing is so I live in a really small town and so I think other people might appreciate this too but literally when I am choosing a location for a date I'm just trying to think like where am I least likely to see people that I know because without fail every time I've been on a date it's like oh there's my second grade teacher or my mom's best friend and they're like coming over and they're like oh who's this and I'm like oh my god so embarrassing (laughs) I didn't even think like I would never have to consider that yeah it's yeah it's pretty crazy so I yeah try to try to think of places where I won't see people unless I unless I'm looking for an excuse for it to like not be just us Mm -hmm. so for example if a guy was like oh do you want to go do something and I like really wanted to meet up with my friends instead I'd be like oh yeah we can go to like this place where I know my friends would likely be so that they might be able to bail me out (laughs) Mm-hmm. Do you smart. guys do you guys like to ask them on the date or do you want them to ask you? I 100% want to be asked. 100%. 100%. Sorry, I just Wrongly. like I know I I'm like all for the feminism, but there's just something I think it feels good to be pursued. Oh, I agree 100%. Sorry if that sucks. Like I I just and so usually for me like what I what at least what I would prefer is for like the first at least like two for them to ask me. And then if I want to go on a third one, I could ask them maybe. Mm-hmm. It just would, takes me a while to feel comfortable. That makes sense. I would ask. I The two dates I did go on, two first dates, I mean, they happen to ask first because I kind of like to get to know them before. Um, but then after that, like with the, the guy I'm currently dating, I immediately asked him on a second date, like two days later. Yeah, I asked the first guy I went on a date with on off hinge I asked him out and then everyone else has asked me and I'm like I very much want to be pursued it does feel nice I think and for me this is just a general relationship thing like I mean maybe we should talk about this too like what we're looking for I made Kelly do this whole like (laughs) 
um, manifesting experience, but it's like in my life, I do so much pursuing like all day. I feel like, you know, in like a larger context, it's like, I'm always making the moves. I'm always the first person. Like I'm always in control. Like, and I, in a relationship, need someone who balances me out and kind of like puts me in my place a little bit and like, (laughs) um, and pursues me. I think that's so fair. You know? So I I think this is interesting because I would say that all three of us are very strong women. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people think that if you're a strong woman, you don't want a strong man. Like you want to be the one who's in control, but I would, I do not feel that way. Like I want someone who can match me and like kind of not like argue with me, but like is willing to kind of stand up for me and like make the plans and take control in some situations. And like, of course I'm a control freak. So I'll probably fight on it. Like once we get to know each other better, but especially in the beginning, I really like when a guy like, if they're going to ask you out, like, I want them to have a plan. Like I want them to be like, Hey, do you want to go to dinner on Friday night? Yeah. And they already know where they want to go and that kind of thing. Because if a guy's like, Oh, do you want to go out? Oh, okay. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. It's just like, to me, that's very unattractive. I agree. I'm like, I really want someone who takes some initiative. Like it's very important to me. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely nice to not have to worry about that kind of stuff. Um, with me, the guy I'm dating isn't as much of a planner. So like, I understand that sometimes I might have to plan a little bit but then like as long as once we're together he like takes the reins on a lot of things so it works out because then I'm like okay cool like you can do you can like have the pants in this situation Mm -hmm. and we'll have like different like opposing personality traits I guess since like I'm a planner and he's not that like can complement each other Mm-hmm. I love when they suggest something that's like, you know, it's like not something they would usually do, but they think you'll like it. Like if yeah, they suggest a restaurant, so they think you'll like, or like, you know, yeah. you can tell and you're like, Oh my God, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think, I just think it's nice. Like I think guys should know that girls just like knowing that they like put in a little bit of effort. Yeah. Like we don't yeah. need them to, we don't need like huge extravagant things but to me it's even like exactly what you said where if a guy suggests something that he knows you would like or if they do little things like they remember something that you said and and follow up and ask about it just Mm -hmm. little things like that like that means so much more than like grand gestures yeah like don't you don't want to take me on an extravagant date but if you like bring me a flower or something like I'll be like oh my god this is the best literally one flower flower. literally one flower that he picked outside my house like like, you're so kind well yeah I don't even and also kind of on the flip side like I mean I also think it's like a bold move when someone's like do you want to just like like that one guy you know like do you want to just like sit and talk I'm like yeah like sure like you know what I mean instead of thinking of something like big and elaborate but I also think for me like because I go into I go into it like expecting like I'm asking questions you know and I really like when a guy flips it around and like starts asking me questions or like he remembers things about me you know like I want to be I want to feel like he wants to know about me and is interested Mm -hmm. in my life you know it's not just me asking all the questions all night long Um, Yeah, it can't be a one-sided conversation. Yeah. So, and I think with a lot of guys, I mean, a lot of guys, it ends up being like that. And it's like, if I've gone through a whole day and I feel like I know everything about you and you haven't asked anything about me, I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work. Yeah, agreed. That was like the the second day with the second dude I went on. It was like that. And I was like, I live generally in in interviewing you. I'm not getting paid for this. What the hell? Yeah. I think... (laughs) Also, and I'm not getting paid for this. Uh, I'm not a reporter. Thank you. 
Well, the other thing that I've run into is, I don't know, I just have a hard time with my social media thing because I can't decide if I want I want them to have looked me up or not because I kind of do and I kind of don't. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, part of it, like, part of it is, like, I'm like, if you haven't looked up any of my stuff, it kind of bothers me because aren't you interested? Like, this is my business in my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but at the same time, like, I do like when I feel like I'm first meeting someone and they don't already know everything about me. I feel like I like them to know a little bit, like, and have expressed a little bit of interest because if I'm going to date someone, it's important to me that they're, like, interested in my in my job and what I do because it's my whole life, you know? Like, um, right. like, they have to think that's cool. But I think also I have quickly realized, like, there's a strange problem with – I think a lot of guys are intimidated by me. Um and sometimes they'll try and Gee, pull. I can't imagine why. <laughs> they'll try and pull the. They'll try and pull the age card. Like I feel like to even out the playing field. Like, oh well, you're 23, and I'm the, I'm like, oh well, I have a fucking established career, so fuck you. <laughs> you know, like so sorry, bye. <laughs> yeah, like they try and like even out like that. Um, because I think it can be hard to date me because I'm so like independent. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, I I've dated I dated a multiple guys in the past who have had problems with that. And to me, I'm just like, okay, thank you next. Like, yeah, true. that's exactly. not, that not, not worth my time. Guys. I'm not going to change that about myself. Oh, I'm definitely not changing that. I'm just like, someone's got to like, you know, you gotta be a strong person and deal with it. So, but that's yeah, why sure. dating, I feel like is almost easier when you're someone like us where we just like know what we like and we don't like, because I don't, I don't, I won't like go on a second date with someone if I just like kind of like them. It's like, I either really like you and we'll go out again or like, I'm not seeing you again. <laughs> okay. Agreed. Well, what about though you guys both gave me the the opposite advice because I went on a date with a guy that I liked and I thought he was super he was he was so nice but I was like I just didn't feel it should I go on a second date and you were all like yeah you have to you never know what might uh, happen on the second date that's because but you were I just looking for a flame you were feeling it because you were feeling it like based on your type I felt like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he wasn't necessarily your type if you're not feeling like a connection personality wise or like something like that. Like, I don't think you need to have a hundred percent chemistry on the first date. Cause yeah. I think all first dates are a little awkward, but if you have like different values or something like that, I, then I don't think go on a second date, but if you think he's like, could be attractive, but you're not like, Oh my God, I'm so attracted to him. Then I say build up to like another date. I agree. Like if you connect, like if you like his personality, you're just not sure if you physically like him. I would definitely go again because like I said, I think sometimes people change like, they start to become more attractive. Um, but if, if you weren't, and you did like his personality, but like if you weren't feeling it on both levels then I would have been like, okay, no, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. I just think, I don't know. I I have really strong instincts, like just like my gut instinct. Mm -hmm. And so I am, I'm still like trying to figure out how much of that you can rely on and how much you need to kind of just like think through it. Because I would say that my instinct maybe led me like Kelly you were talking about this like sometimes you just fall so hard for a guy like a first time you meet him but then mm-hmm. that's not actually a good thing yeah and so I'm trying to figure can we out debate like, this a little bit I, I want to get yeah, more into this I think because I'm not sure how I feel about this <laughs> okay yeah so like I think you know like when you go on a first date with someone and you're like in your head you're like this guy is amazing I'm gonna marry this guy you can talk for hours and hours and hours and in the past I've had a few of those dates and that turns into kind of like a tumultuous relationship of like infatuation because you were like, 
so attracted on this like physical and like primal level that you may skip over other stuff. And I feel like it's important to have a slow lasting burn versus one that like sparks initially and can start like a wildfire. Okay. I understand that. And I think there are definitely many cases where that is the case, but first of all, just because you have a strong burn initially doesn't mean it can't continue for a long time. I don't think they're, I they're think exclusive. It's more like, I think it's more likely to go out. But also what about all those people who like, you know, what about the idea of like you meet someone you're just like, holy shit, we connect. I know you're the person. I believe that can happen. I think it can happen. I believe that can happen, but the only time that that's ever happened to me, I was definitely wrong. And I feel like I sort of, I think what happened to me was sort of what Kelly was saying, where I was just so like enthralled with him mm-hmm. that I overlooked a lot of things that I shouldn't have. Like what? Um, um, like he just wasn't that nice to me and I thought that he was the best. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> Honestly, no, he's just like, I just, so like we could talk for hours and hours and hours, but I just was, I asked him a lot more questions than he asked me. And I was always just like hanging on to every word he said. I thought he was like so cool. And I just, I don't know why. I think because I was so enthralled with him, I didn't realize like, wait, he's not asking me about me. And he doesn't think the things that I'm doing are like cool and interesting and like, he, he's not as like into me as I am into him. And I think I just kind of like thought that would build instead of being like, no, I don't freaking deserve this. Like I deserve a guy who totally loves me. So anyway, I think it can go both ways. I do think though, there is something to that initial attraction. Like if there's just not a spark there, I think that's a legitimate thing. Like sometimes you can't point to the exact reason that there isn't a spark. It's just like not there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I just think, I mean my, okay. My last, like, long-term relationship, it was, like, almost two years, like, we, it was very much, like, right off the bat a wildfire, and, like, it did not burn out. <laughs> so, I guess I had a different experience, you know? I think it's possible. I don't know. With my personal experience, I've gone on a few dates like that, and then afterwards, I, when I was dating again, I, like, was looking for that, you know, huge spark, and I realized that, like, that might not be the best thing to be looking for, and I think, like, Sure, if that happens, go for it. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't mean that he's not like like you shouldn't go on another date unless oh, like yeah. your gut, unless your gut's telling you not to, then don't. But like the last time I went on a date and like that and like I thought I was gonna get married to the dude, we dated for like four months and he turned out to be like a hundred percent gay. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, like he's yeah. married to a man right now. Oh, I'm yeah, I, oh, no. I, I hate when hey, that happens. Hey, we've all we've all been wrong about people we've dated. Okay, it happens. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dead. Okay. Also, can we just talk about how like both of you, your exes, like got married? <laughs> yeah, wild. <laughs> Oh, really God. wild. I thought for sure my, mine my was going to. got married less than a, or a, pretty much a year and a half. Ex- actually, it was probably a year. Oh, my God. This is so weird. It was probably a year and a half to the day after we broke up. <laughs> That's way too soon, first of all. So That's soon. Crazy. That's crazy. I don't understand. But on, yeah. I mean, this is that probably a different podcast episode. But for me, that was actually, like, the best thing that could have possibly happened because it was, like, okay, you, like, really need to move on now. Not that I hadn't moved on, but it was, like, a real, like, kick in the butt. And 
honestly, I've been so much happier ever since it happened. So like super happy for them, happy for myself. It's all good. (laughs) Okay, wait, can we talk about like the dates for a second again? Because like, what do you guys, do you have like go-to conversation starters or like things that if they talk about, you're like, no, like in terms of conversation, how do you go into it? It's a good question. I mean, I obviously like cover like the, the general, like, family career but I like to know a lot about like what their passion is first Mm -hmm. off because like and if that relates to the career and stuff like that because you can tell a lot from that like from that aspect and then you can tell like if your values align from there too yeah I agree I kind of just go with sort of like the basic questions and then I look for something that That gets them excited or like that yeah that like I can sort of latch onto a little bit so like if you can tell that there's something more to say about that, like I'll, sometimes I'll even just say to people, like if I ask them a question and they give me a short answer, I'm just like, say more about it, which is like sort of weird, but it's like mm-hmm. them yeah. taking it that way instead of you asking such direct questions actually sometimes tells you more about them uh, because they are directing like their own perspective on it. Mm-hmm. And you want to like build off that conversation and get dig a little deeper. Like I hate when like I'm on a date and I feel like it's just like, speed dating questions and they're like oh how many sisters do you have do you like them like oh what mm. what are your parents like like stuff mm-hmm. like that I'm like get a little deeper into it you guys sometimes I pull up some intuitive things and it freaks them out because <laughs> it's like raking power you I know unfair advantage I just like know things about you that you don't want me to know and I'm like sorry about it but <laughs> I love it okay so conversation starters we have those um, I don't know what else, Liz. Maybe we should talk about what's happening with your small town dating situation. Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> let's just say that I have legitimately on Bumble run out of options. <laughs> it's literally like, sorry, no more options for you. Check back later, and that has happened to me three times. And I've been on Bumble since Saturday. So, oh, only since Saturday. Only since Saturday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, And the only person on Bumble that I've actually, like, met up with was a guy who was only in town for the weekend. And he came out with me and my friends. So it was, like, totally low-key. So I would say not – the small-town dating thing is just hilarious, though, because what happens is me and all of my friends match with all of the same people. So last, last week I went on two dates with this guy who was super nice. I, what I said, really liked him. I just like, didn't feel a spark. So then I told him on Saturday, like, no, I don't think anymore. Like we're done on Sunday. He matched with my best friend here and they went on a date today. Then, how did, did they have a connection? Like how yeah, did that how'd it go? She's talking to him and she's like, oh my God, he's so nice. He's so funny. And I was like, yeah, I totally agree. But then she also felt the same way after the date that I did where she was just like, eh, I don't think so. So I felt, feel bad for this guy. Oh, for two. That must be so weird. It was so funny when she was talking to him because we have so many things in common. Like we're both from here and we both work for the same organization and we have all the same friends. So she's like going through and he's like, oh, where are you from? She's like, oh, South Bend. Oh, what's another name? Oh, I work for Ace. Oh, um, I'm actually on my way to my friend's mom's funeral. And at that point, it's just like, he knows that we are like the same person. Oh my God. He was like radio silent for 12 hours or something like that. And then responds something like kind of nondescript. And she's like, Oh my goodness, small world. Just found out, you know, my friend Liz, even though like we had known the whole time. Um, 
but it was just like, yeah, super awkward. And then, but the same thing has happened with every other person that any of us have even remotely liked. Like then my friend Maria was like, yeah, I've been chatting with this guy. Um, his name's, we'll just say like, his name's Bob, but like, I don't know. And I was like, oh my God, I'm chatting with him too. And then she told me that our other friend was dating this guy named like, let's say Matt. And I was like, wait, I've been chatting with Matt too. So it's like, literally we have gone through all of the good guys and all of us are dating the same ones, which makes it slightly unappealing. (laughs) That must be so difficult in a small town. And I think it might be God's way of saying, get out. Yeah. We need to leave. (laughs) If God, God has literally sent me every sign that he could have possibly sent me that it's time for me to leave. And I know I'm leaving. This is the problem is like, I'm leaving this summer. So now it's just like the the clock is ticking and I keep getting all these signs and I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. I can't leave until this summer. Liz, if you move to San Diego, what if you matched with some of the guys I went on dates with? Um, I'm into it. I don't care. (laughs) I would 100% set up someone I went on a date with if it didn't work out with me yeah oh it depends on who it is unless like unless I I hooked up with them yeah if I hooked up with them I don't think I would want my friend dating them no that'd be a little weird yeah that'd be really Uh, weird I don't speaking of hooking up what would y'all do on like first dates like second dates like where do you think the line is with like kissing or stuff like that okay before we answer this this is something I wanted to bring up like is it just me or or I feel like relationships on Hinge like move a lot faster than like other relationships. I mean, yeah, I feel like because on Hinge like, everyone's looking for marriage. Yeah, yeah. We're like, we need to get down to stuff. Like, are we compatible? So it's like things do definitely move faster. Like with the guy I'm dating, like we started going on like dates like four times a week the yeah. first week we met yeah it's like oh you see God. each other all the time and it's like honestly it's like some like some people it's like by the first date I'm like I feel like I know everything about you like I feel like I know you so well it's been one date yeah it's wild which may, which means like you start moving to other facets of your relationship faster as well yeah see that's where I feel like it's so important to be on the same page because I also feel like the hinge date that I like dates that I went on, like move very fast. It was like, let's go out on Tuesday. Let's go out on Thursday. Let's go out on Friday, like blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And like, I just think it's super important because like, like I said, I'm not really looking for like a, a serious relationship. So for me, that was like, whoa. But like, if I had really been looking for a boyfriend or was like really excited about the guy, I probably would have loved it. So that's where it's Mm -hmm. kind of hard. Like, I don't really know that that's like good advice for anyone, but I just think like being upfront about like what you're looking for can be really helpful for all people involved. Yeah, I agree. And with all aspects, like if you're not looking to hook up, tell them that. If you're looking for a relationship, you should probably clarify that in the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think 2019 has got to be the year when women stop apologizing for what they want. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you do not want to hook up, like don't be shy about that. Or if you do, don't be shy about that either. Like who cares? Like no, this is, no shame. Go after what you want. Yeah, no shaming and just like, yeah, go after what you want. Girl, you've got to support that sacral chakra. Well, have we been over you this have enough? Have we have been that. over this enough? Um, actually, speaking of that. <laughs> oh, the sacral chakra. Speaking <laughs> of the sacral chakra, y'all, okay, I have two strong pieces of evidence right here. I've been telling everyone, <laughs> you know, they say I'm the period whisperer for a fucking reason. <laughs> and here You're it not is. Wrong. Here it is, okay. 
I I am going to take major credit for helping both of you with this situation because I feel like I pushed both of you to do this. Um, this is wild. But, okay, both... Wait, should we give some background? Yeah, yeah maybe you-, you both can... You both each can tell me your stories. So, um, <laughs> Kelly, you can start. Okay, so basically, I've had amenorrhea for three years, which means I've not had a period for... Three years, I had had an eating disorder way back, like two years ago, and so I Once gained again. Kelly acting like her. I know, like I'm years long, way back two years ago. <laughs> I, know. I need, I need to chill with that. Sorry. But so like, so I hadn't had a period uh, at this point. I had gained all my weight back. I had stopped working out that much. Like I really wasn't having that many stressors in my body, and I was just like, I'm never, I'm just never going to get a period back, and I accepted it. And so I wasn't really worried about it. And then I started dating and I kid you not week one, I made out with this guy that I've been dating. And then we did some other stuff. We did not have sex, but we definitely did more. And literally like third date, (laughs) third date after that, the next day I get a full blown period for the first time in three years. And after I'm trying doing everything else and then like giving up and then finally dating and just like hooking up with a guy gets period for the first time in three years. And now I have it back and I had it again for the second month. Oh my God. I'm so happy. Yes. Okay. Success story. Number one, success story. Number two, please roll in. I, I think mine is even more extreme, if that's even possible. You guys are, like, I, I'm honestly kind of embarrassed to say this, but I'm just going to go with it. So I have had amenorrhea for almost six years. The last time I had a full period was in April of 2013. Oh and God. I, yeah, I got really, so I was really sick for a while in in college. And part of that was losing a lot of weight. It was also autoimmune disease, but I've been definitely like, if you would say like weight restored, I guess, or like I've been at a healthy weight for a few years now. And like, I did have SIBO, but I've like done so many things. And I'm just like, I don't really think it's like the SIBO that's keeping me from having my period, you know, but I had tried everything. Like I've done acupuncture, I've done all the supplements, I've done blah, 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 all the stuff. So finally, I, I, I can't even say this. This is so freaking funny. I had I had the first random makeout of my life and literally got my period like 24 hours later. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like it wasn't even like it wasn't like noteworthy. Like I, I can't even, I'm like so embarrassed to be saying this out loud right now. But I think what it was when I was talking to my friends about it, she's like, you're just finally acting like you're 24 again. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's what I feel like I finally feel 24. Whereas like if you'd asked me honestly, even like two months ago, I would have said I felt like I was like 50 years old. So like obviously my body was not gonna be producing hormones if I wasn't like yeah. giving it any reason, you know? And so like, again, I'm not saying that I like had some like crazy, like love story or like sexual experience. It was literally just like, Oh, I'm putting myself out there again. And like entertaining the idea that I can like have fun and be attractive and that kind of thing. And like, that comes the period after six years. Yeah. Well, I think also like in your brain, that was a very noteworthy, noteworthy experience. And it's like also the fact that it was like, I mean, you're just not the type you usually like if you're making out with someone like you like them so for you it was like it's more thrilling when it's like a, it was like a random ass person you don't usually do that you know? okay, well I don't want to say it was like a random ass person but it, like, <laughs> well it kind of was like okay well don't make me sound like I'm like some like no no, no no but I mean it was like the first time you went out with him you know what I mean like yeah um 
versus like someone you've been talking to for a while and then dating like you know what I mean like and so that's like a different experience like neurologically you know um then like it's it's very exciting for the brain you know what I mean like it was so out of character for you um I think that whole night it was like the whole night you had like gone out like you know you're having a good time like just the whole experience Um, I like make my friends go out at 10 p.m yeah like I would never do that in a million years and so for me it was just like yeah like I'm reminding my body that I'm 24 years old and that I'm not 75 years old yeah and we talk about we talk about like how to get the period back and rebalance hormones and it's like de-stress and like relax and have fun and so many of us try and force that like I'm de-stressing I'm taking baths I'm not going out like that's exactly me but we don't actually feel it you know and it's like once you actually truly feel that in your body then it's coming back so true. And it's your body's way of being like, yo, you're fertile. Go yeah. <laughs> go have sex and have fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, that's what I would, I would recommend now from a personal, personal testimony. If everything else is right in your life, like maybe you should look at that aspect. Yeah, I totally agree. I think like it, it obviously is important to do like the other things. Like you should get your like heal your gut, heal from any major things you have going on. Like don't ignore those things, but also don't ignore like the kind of like untouchable or like intangible side of it either. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is why I made a podcast where you got to have orgasms guys, or apparently you just have to make out with someone. I was going to say, it doesn't even take <laughs> that. Not even. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Well, someone messaged me and they were like, well, so are you saying I can't balance my hormones if I want to wait and wait for a marriage to have sex. And I was like, no, that's not what I said at all. Like I just said, you have to like get in touch with your sexuality and be comfortable with it. And like, I mean, for some people it could just be like, I don't know, watch a, like a, a sex scene in a movie. Like if you're super uncomfortable with that, you know, like something. Get a vibrator. Um, yeah. Hook it up with a vibrator. <laughs> I had so many women tell me, like reach out to me after that podcast and be like, be like, okay, I haven't talked to anybody about this, but once I started masturbating, I got my period back. And I'm like, yeah, girl. Yeah, you did. So I don't know. Um, but also just kind of, I was thinking about this because w- when we were talking about our past, I think all of us have like kind of a lot of like history, like personal things, you know, and oh, like, mm-hmm. you How know, much time do we have? <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a lot to us. And I realized that while dating, I'm like, I, I was talking to Kelly about this too. I'm like, Uh, there's so much to me and there's so much to you guys too. And I think sometimes guys, it's like, they wouldn't even know what to ask. Like they, I'm like, you know, it's like, they don't know what to ask me because most people aren't okay. I don't want to be a bitch, but like a lot of people aren't that interesting. Like, and I realized this, like talking to certain guys, (laughs) certain guys, I'm like, I'm just like more interesting than the average person. No, but do you know what I mean? mean, We've lived a lot of life for how young we are. Like we've gone through a lot of shit and like most people don't expect that. Or it's like, I'll talk to guys and like, I feel like I know their whole life story and it's clear they've kind of never gone through anything except like an average life and here they are. And I think a lot of guys are also used to that with like a lot of girls. It's like all they need to know about a girl is like where she grew up, where she went to school, what her job is and that's kind of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us have like so much more has gone on for all of us in the past however many years. It's like we have had more experiences and like a lot of people who are much older than us and um I think, I mean, I was telling Kelly like this, I was like, I feel like with a lot of these guys, it's like, they think they, they know me really well, but they don't know how much they don't know about me. And I want them to ask, but it's like, how can they ask when they don't even know what to ask? Like, how would you pull out of your ass? Like, 
oh, so tell me about when you almost died when you were in college. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, how you did you know to, that? You have to open up yourself. That's yeah. the, that was the hardest part for me, I think. And I talked about this with Christina, um, but was like opening up these sure. like deeper conversations about all of that. Cause it's like, they don't know that, you know, you went through all this stuff. They went through all these health problems or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So it's like, you have to like bring that up. Cause I think it's important when you're dating to like open and being vulnerable and have that connection. So like I had to bring up those hard conversations of having a brain injury that led into like an eating disorder and all this stuff. And like talking about what scares me and all of that. But I feel like that's like extremely important part of dating. Mm-hmm. Liz, were you going to say something? So I was just going to say, I think a lot of it is about asking questions too, though, and just not accepting like sometimes simple answers because mm-hmm. I actually think a lot of people have gone through things that, that are really important in like shaping who they are and they just might not be as comfortable talking about them or they may not have even thought about it themselves. So like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just like super, I don't know. I like to think about things very like deeply, but a lot of times I'll ask people questions and they're like, Oh, I've actually never thought about that for myself before. But like, if they're telling me about, you know, college and they say something about like, Oh yeah. And like, um, I studied abroad and I'm like, Oh, did that, you know, like change you as a person or something, you know, just like little Mm -hmm. things like that, where it's like, sometimes it takes you asking deeper questions to get a deeper answer if that's what you want. Oh, for sure. And I, no. And I think that's why, like, I, I feel like I'm always asking people questions like that because like, okay, as a podcaster, it's like, I have to be good at like the most uninteresting person. I have to make them interesting. And that's kind of like what I do on dates too. If someone's like not interesting, I'll like try and make something up. But my point is more like they, a lot of people don't have that skill. Like how Liz, like you're able to ask yeah, those questions. Yeah, a lot of, true. a lot that's of guys true. don't know how to do that for you. Um, you know, so it's like kind of, uh, it would be up to me to be like, uh, like, Hey, out of the blue, like you should probably know this about me versus like it coming out in conversation. Oh my God. Wait, can yeah. I tell you my, my like horror story about this? Yeah. Not a horror story, but, um, one time I was on a date, it was like, I'd been dating, it was probably like my like fourth or fifth date with this guy. So like, we, you know, we were like dating, I guess you could say. And I like somehow he kind of was asking me about like college and like sort of alluded to like not having like a typical college experience. And so I eventually told him like, yeah, I actually, I have lupus. And like, I was really sick in college and kind of explained like how this all went. And he's like, oh man, wow. I mean, I was super sick for a month in high school and like, wow. (laughs) And I was literally just like, not the same, bro. Not the same. same. But like, you want to like empathize, but I was just like, oh, that's like the worst possible response. (laughs) Yeah. Like you don't have to relate everything back to yourself. It's okay. You can't empathize. (laughs) Literally, literally. I was, I would, and I should have known that should have been my warning sign guys, but I dated him for a year. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> shit. Okay, I kind of want to talk about some of the most annoying things guys say to, have said to me on dates. <laughs> there, there are two things that stand out. First of all, I got annoyed when that one guy was like, I told him I, I can't eat gluten. He's like, so are you one of those girls who, who just says she's gluten-free or do you actually can't eat gluten? And I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, that was just not like relevant anyway. really bothered me. You know, like I was like, you know what doesn't matter people are making choices for their health yeah that was 
also, this is the same guy who's telling me he's healthy, and I'm, get, I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, really? What do you eat? He's like, well, you know, I go to Jamba Juice. I'm like, Jesus Christ. This is not. Mm, yeah. This That's is, sugar in a cup. Yeah. Real healthy. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it Shut down. Shut it down. Um, and then I also think it's funny when they make, this one guy was like the whole time obviously trying to brag. Didn't ask me a single question about myself the whole time. I think I said two sentences, one of which I was literally like, I think that your adrenals are severely fucked up. That's like literally what I said to him. Um, <laughs> and anyways, but he was trying to like I, sound cool. And he's like, I have a friend who like, you know, he owns his own business and he like works with a lot of people who are older than him. He's like the only guy who's like 25 in like his industry. And he's actually an entrepreneur and like makes money. And I was like, is it supposed to impress me that you know someone like that as all of my friends are like that? I was like, should have been like, can you hook like, up with him? Cause you're boring. Yeah. I was like, no, you should have been like, bitch, I'm 23 and I'm out here making money. Go away. I know. I will like, pay for my own date. Go. Like, yeah. I have a problem when you? a lot of guys do this when they try to impress you by like one upping you. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. Can't you just acknowledge my accomplishments and be like, wow, that's really impressive, especially for your age and being like a female in your industry. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you have to like one up me always? It goes back to the insecurity thing. I think like, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to date a confident woman. Well, it's not hard. It's just hard to find the right person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I literally, I'll like, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> like, like I'll be like, are you intimidated by me? I'll just straight up ask them. <laughs> and I like to see what they say. I guarantee um, if you ask that question, the answer is yes. <laughs> um, no, the, you guys probably know who I'm talking about. I asked, I asked <laughs> this one guy that, and he goes, no. And I go, I'm thinking in my head. I know you, you are. I know you are. Um, I'm actually, yeah. sure I'm actually not sure I know who you're talking about. And I'm curious who it was. Okay. I'll yeah, tell me you too. later. Oh. I'll tell you okay. later. Um, but yeah, okay. I, I want to know. Think, no, I want to know one thing. How, like, where are we at now? Like, how? What's your is your perspective different on the dating apps? Would you recommend like any updates? Like, are things going well? Um, I for think both, everyone. My perspective has definitely changed on them, and I was super biased against them before. And like now that I've done it, I. I see how it can be helpful for sure. And so I would definitely recommend it to people. I think that it depends on the app you go on. Um, I mean, I had a really good experience Mm -hmm. on Hinge and I um, went on a lot of dates with some, you know, just, I feel like I only had like two like bad dates and the rest were just kind of like fine, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But... Not the rest. You've also had a couple good ones. You've oh, had a good one. Oh, no, I know. I, I had a, I've had a lot of, like, great dates, too. So I am not going to, like, say anything about my current status, except, like, I would consider I'm very happy right now. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So I would say my current status is um, very anticlimactic. But still enjoying it. I just, I think, I guess I would say it's fun. Like, I think I was taking myself way too seriously before and taking the whole thing way too seriously. And it's like, you don't have, like, I don't know. I think this just goes back to what I was saying before about how I used to feel like I was like 60 years old. Like, I'm 24 years old. It's okay for me to go on the dating apps and just like Mm -hmm. go through and have fun and like laugh about the weird people that I meet and like just, you know, just like explore. Like, I think that's totally fine and people should be more open to that. 
Agreed. Yeah. I think overall they're fun. And like, if something comes from it, awesome. I mean, Kelly got a freaking boyfriend out of it, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's like, we haven't said those terms, but essentially, yes, I'm meeting his family tonight. This is the question. Do adults define their relationship? This is what we need to know. <laughs> That's the, the toughest thing. I don't think they do. It's just like one day you're just like dating and the next day yeah. he's your boyfriend. Like with my situation, one day we we're just like, yeah, we're not seeing other people. And I was like, okay, cool. And then yeah. the next week we were like, he was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not single. And I was like, true. And then the next week he was like, so we want to come meet my sister. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I guess you're my boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> when do you guys think is the appropriate time to, to be like, we're not seeing other people? I think it's situational. Totally. Okay. There's no like time limit with me. I think it was like a month, even though I personally wasn't seeing anyone after our like third date, I was like, yeah, no. And he wasn't either. After our second date, he was like, yeah, I'm not going to see anyone else. But we didn't like talk about it till like a month in. When, when you're going on dates on Hinge, do you assume that they're seeing other people? Yes. 100%. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. I actually went on a date and the guy was like, hey, I just need to know, like, are you talking to anyone else on Hinge? And I was like, whoa, what'd you say? Yes. <laughs> like I don't know I was like I mean yeah I don't know I felt super awkward but um yeah I think people just like go into it with different I don't know. and I think it's okay to date a bunch of people off hinge as long as you're not like giving that exclusivity talk because like you're seeing what you like and stuff like that and yeah. I don't think you should focus on one person at a time especially if you're just new at starting the dating app you don't want to like like latch on to one person Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I I would not feel – like, to me, it's like I think that's what this is for. And so I don't think there should be any hard feelings about, like, someone seeing multiple people on the app. Like, that's the whole mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah. If you went on a date with a guy and it was a good date and he ghosted you, would you be open to him coming back around? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'd be like, why the fuck did you ghost me? First of all, if you go on a date with me, <laughs> Kelly is I'm so passionate. Kelly will castrate you. Me, and it's a great date, and you don't ever talk to me again, and then somehow come back from the dead. I'm gonna be like, no, you treated me like shit a little bit. My thing is, you can ghost someone if you've never met them before, and you're talking to them on the apps, ghost them, sure. If you ghost someone after like a, a fantastic date, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> See, I would generally agree with Kelly, but I'm just like a big, I don't know, I, maybe this is a bad thing, but I'm very like, you just never know what's going on in someone else's life. I agree. So if they had something going on, like personally, and they were willing to come back and work for me, maybe. Yeah. Like if they were like, no, this is what happened and I'm so sorry and like, let me make it up to you. And they like really tried for it and like proved themselves, then I would. But then I'm like, why didn't they just shoot you one text being like, hey, I can't talk to you for now. This, 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 this. I think guys freak out sometimes. Same. I think especially especially in the context of a dating app, a lot of guys are just on there and not like actively trying to find someone. And then it's like, maybe they'll go out with a girl and then they'll be like, holy shit, I actually like her. And then they're like not in a place to date. And like they freak out. Maybe. I don't know. I'm very, um unforgiving in that aspect because I'm just like so anti-ghosting I just think it's so rude like 
if I, well, when I go on a date with someone and I'm not feeling it, I'll just, and they ask for a second date, I just tell them straight up usually. I know. Kelly had to teach me how to nicely reject someone. Because it's like, wouldn't you rather be rejected than ghosted? Yeah, for sure. I'd rather just someone be like, I'm not feeling it. And that sucks for like a day, but then you're like, okay, cool, move on. Yeah, I think in general, I just, in general, people, I just want them to be straightforward. Like, even it's like, if I go on a date with a guy and it's our first date and it's like, he doesn't want to be in a relationship, but he wants to just hook up. I'd rather just like say that to me straight so I can evaluate, do I want this or not? Like I hate all this, Absolutely. Like, un- this like, agree. unspoken shit. I'm just like, can you just be straightforward? It's like totally fine if you don't want to see me again or you don't want to date me or whatever. Just like tell me so I can like move the fuck on. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just hate when people like, just like, I don't know. They avoid being direct. I'm like, can you just be direct immediately? Like, and this goes back to girls apologizing for everything. And it's like, sometimes you just aren't feeling it with a guy and like, you, like you can be nice about it, but you don't need to like feel so guilty about it. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe they were a nice guy, but it's just not right. And like, we don't need to feel this deep sense of guilt and like go on a million dates with them. And then like somehow get in this relationship that we didn't want to be in in the first place. I think this happens to girls all the time. And like, it's just not worth it. That's why so many girls settle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I like your point, Liz. Do not be apologetic. I almost, if you're, if you're fine with your actions, be own them. Like don't go roundabout way of like doing stuff. Just own them. I think it's like hard with, especially females, it's deeply rooted in us to like be that person that is constantly giving and stuff like this, but like stand up for yourself and you know, be a savage if you need to be a savage. Yep. Agree. Oh Yeah. If that could be our, can that be like our soundbite from this? Be a savage if you need to be a savage. <laughs> yeah, be a fucking savage. I did you know the other night I was out with this guy and I wore my shirt that said savage on it. It's just a savage. Love <laughs> it. I was like, this is I wasn't sure where that was going when you were like, I was out with this guy and I wore, I was like, what's she about to say right now? <laughs> it's a shirt from Target that says savage, but um, fitting. Yeah. I've worn the same outfit on. The exact same outfit on multiple dates so oh, far. Yeah. The only outfit that I like, and I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> they That's won't, the like, best part. Different guys, you just repeat. Yeah, you just need one outfit. Mm-hmm. You can wear it on yep. all your first dates. It's the, the best. worst is if you get a second date and you're like, shoot, I have nothing to wear. The funniest. It's a legitimate problem. Yeah. The funniest thing has been like us with our clothes. I'm like, I'm like, if I have to go somewhere and I can't wear leggings, I don't want to go. I'm like, how can I make every date outfit work with leggings? That's <laughs> Honestly, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but and all of us yeah. have gone through like weight loss weight gain so mm-hmm. and oh we've God. bonded over the fact that like all of a sudden it's like shoot all of our date clothes are like three sizes too small on us yeah. we- yes <laughs> i've had to do so much shopping now that i've been on the dating app it's so expensive honestly so expensive. it is and then you get into like you have to buy cute bras and underwear because now i'm like all i wear is sports bras i've just bought like five new bras it's ridiculous yeah, I hate wearing an hey, old bra, but it's fine. It's it yeah. has to be done sometimes. So, mm-hmm. but okay, I just can't leave this conversation without. If people have been listening to this podcast for a while, um, they probably listened to my episode with Addie about when a guy looks at you like a lamp top, and I just have to say, <laughs> there was one date where like I couldn't even keep a straight face because the whole time he was looking at me like that, and I just kept thinking yeah. about that line. <laughs> The whole time, and I was like laughing. I'm like, I That's have to come home. Disturbing. Yeah, it was like literally the way he, I swear to God, he was looking at his lips, and like he wasn't looking at me. He was looking at my mouth. Like I thought he was gonna eat me. 
I was like, holy that's shit. That's honestly terrifying. Yeah, it was very scary. Yeah, yeah, that's like serial killer status. Definitely didn't see him again. Um, he was he was nice though, and he knew things. Whenever a guy knows anything about um like health people, like he like I was like, Oh, I'm impressed. Also, you know what it scares me is like when they'll be like, Oh yeah, I listen to Mind Pump, and I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. have you heard like, my episode? Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone connects it, but it's fine. Um, That's really funny. But, yeah, I mean, I think we all wanted to record this podcast because, well, things are a little bit different now, but when we initially decided we were going to record this, we were all at, like, very different stages in our Hinge experience. Like, Kelly had already, like, been dating, like, dating this guy, and they are like, in a relationship, and I was at the period where I was just, like, dating around, like dating all these different people and the Lidge had just gotten on and was like talking to people. Um, and so we all had like a different perspective and we still do, but I think it's I would fun. say we're all mm-hmm. still in very different spots because Kelly has like a boyfriend. I yeah. think it's safe to say. Yeah. yeah. You have Christina, you have promising things happening. I almost, and <laughs> I have, I have exhausted all the options. <laughs> So if you're an attractive single male living in South Indiana listening to this podcast, how about him? All of my South Bend male followers. Yeah, Can we talk about how I found Addie somebody? We found Addie someone off Instagram, but it didn't work out. I think because she didn't didn't put the effort in. But he's cute. So, I don't know. Wait, he's in Chicago? Yeah. I think that's far from me. (laughs) I mean, maybe, yeah. Maybe it could work out. Cool. Well, Y'all have any closing thoughts? I think the main reason, like, we came into this podcast is to share, like, it's good to be on dating apps. Like, one, you should not be shameful. And, like, something great could come from it. And whether that be you meet someone cool, whether it be you you get your period or just, like, have fun new friends. I think it's important for, like, young women like us, like, in your 20s, 30s to, like, put yourself out there. And, like, don't be ashamed on being on these apps. I agree. And I think it's important for me to come on here and publicly talk about this because I've definitely publicly shamed dating apps and I've been on one. So like, here I am now, everyone, just so you know. Raise <laughs> like, your hand if you've been publicly shamed by Christina Rice Wellness. <laughs> everyone raises their hand. But no, I'm the type of person where it's like I spew my opinion and I will shame things. But then like when right. I change my mind or if I'm wrong about anything, I will come out and be like, hey, I changed my mind. Like, yeah. just so you know, I admit. Um, yeah. So I have no and shame that's, about that's that. That's important too. I think it's just like we're owning – like we just own what you do. And I think this comes back again – it's women not apologizing. That's mm-hmm. my closing thought is like, just not apologize. Go after what you want. Don't apologize. Be savage and get on hinge. Yes. <laughs> That's, we should the be title. That's the title of the podcast. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, let's wrap up. Kelly, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Kelly's clean kitchen on Instagram. Also, that's my website. Kelly's clean kitchen.com. And Elizabeth, where can I find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at that.paleo.girl and my website is thatpaleogirl.com. All right. Thanks for coming on, guys. Happy dating. Thank Happy you. Dating. Yes. 
Thank you to Liz and Kelly for coming on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you did, make sure you let Kelly and Liz know. Reach out to them on social media. And, of course, make sure you leave a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps me spread the word about the podcast. And also love when you spread it via social media. Screenshot it. Share it. Let me know if you enjoyed it. And also, if you're not already in our Facebook group, please join Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. You can get to know other listeners and just be a part of the community. It's a lot of fun. Okay, that's all I have for you today. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day. Make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss all of the episodes that come out next. I release an episode every Monday and Thursday. So hit that subscribe button. It's free. And can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.